Apple's service revenue successes, and the great App Store debate begins. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide ensures only secure devices can access your cloud apps. It's zero trust, tailor-made for Okta. Book a demo today at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, it's a Valentine's Day Mac Voices Live on YouTube at youtube.com slash Mac Voices TV. We have a surprisingly large panel and a very nice crowd in the uh, in the chat room as well. I'm not sure what that says about our respective love lives, but hey, you know, that's just the way it goes. Um, but I've also been informed by our panel that, let's see, um, it's Frederick Douglass's birthday. It is, um, according to the chat room, it's uh, Arizona's birthday. And uh, it's also the uh, anniversary of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. So... Choose your choose your holiday wisely. That's all I can tell also, you. Also, it is Chocolate Lovers Month, and it is uh, uh, National Children's Dental Health Awareness Month. There's some delicious irony there. Yeah, really. That's almost as bad as having it on Halloween. But <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to see what happens here tonight. Um, we have a few stories. We have a lot of fun people, and uh, we're just going to let it rip. Uh, so let's go around the room, see who made it here tonight. Um, and if not, we hope uh, the the other panel members are enjoying the evening with their significant others. Uh, first up, in the corner of the Angels, David Ginsburg is here. David, good to have you. Good to be here, Chuck. Thanks for having me. It's uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it is Valentine's Day, but uh, we're okay with that. And- I don't mind. Yep, exactly. Eric is here. Eric, it's good to see you. Uh, We just talked yesterday, uh, although only you and Jeff and I know that, um, because that show hasn't been released yet, but it's great to have you. It's great to be back, even if it's, you know, right away. Yeah. Great to be here. Raining outside, so it's nice and comfortable inside. My lime tree started blooming, so yeah, it's a good night. Did you say lime tree? Yeah. Okay. You you grow your own limes? Well, not yet, but I'm hopeful this year. Okay. The lemons are just little teeny tiny things, so I'm hopefully the lime tree will catch up. Okay, this is a man who's dedicated to the mar- a serious margarita. He's growing his own limes. I, I was That's thinking a- gin mule, but yeah, margarita, that works too. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you go. Speaking California, of gin, that wouldn't be a big deal, but Eric's in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's not what you think of for citrus. <laughs> I have my well, fingers we, crossed. <laughs> we, we will now. We will now. Speaking of gin, Jeff Gamut is here. Jeff, good to see you. <laughs> it's good to see you, Chuck. And uh, you, you made a, a comment about you don't know what it says about uh, about our love lives that we're all here. What it says is that I love all of you, and I'm so happy to get to spend uh, uh, such an important day with uh, with my extended digital family. Well said, Jeff. Well said. I and I especially agree on the extended digital family. It's uh, it, it's funny what happens when you get a group together like this uh, once a week for 
we've been doing this for a while and it does turn into a bit of a family and we have the family too in the chat room as well because we have the same folks showing up week after week and we enjoy them as well uh last but not least uh from somewhere out in space uh mr jim ray has arrived jim good to see you or are you coming in on one of those ufos are you going to be shot down I, I hate to break it to you but we are all coming from somewhere out in space what <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. that's one of the most deep and profound things I, I have heard, and it is so true. Coming that's, to you live from outer space, Mac I, voices. I, I, my background is just a little more zoomed out than those of yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I told you it's going to be a weird night, folks. I told you it's going to be a weird night. Oh, man. Well, and I think there's one more that uh, may be joining us a little bit later. Of course, that's one that checked in and said that he might be so we'll see um so we have a couple different things want to bring up tonight um the first one and for some reason i'm still having trouble throwing things into the youtube chat room so i'll just have to throw it into our private chat and then folks if you want to see it we'll describe it um and you can go and get it yourselves later i'm sorry about that um my chat window has not appeared where it is there it is it's not a link, I guess. It probably is a link, huh? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but this um, this is an article that came out from um, Finbold, is it? Yeah, Finbold. Um, that so basically, uh, whatever that is. Yeah, news well, and it bold. <laughs> yeah, it's a finance. It's a it, it's a finances uh, app or excuse me site. But it says Apple services now generate, the headline is Apple services now generate more revenue than Nike and McDonald's combined. Now, that's just the services. And and I, can't, I first heard about this uh, on Ken Ray's show, uh, Mac OS Ken, uh, where they're comparing, you know, Apple's services revenue, just that portion of the Apple business. And it beats out a staggering number of companies that you would think of as, you know, monsters. Um, and that they include Coca-Cola, Boeing, Nike, American Airlines, uh, again, McDonald's, Netflix. Um, you know, this is just what Apple makes on services. I think and we could so, just generalize to anything Apple does is bigger than any other two things. Well, Jim, I I agree with you, but you know when you think about it, and and again, I'll, I'm going to quote from the article: the revenue emanated from services, including Apple, uh, Apple iCloud, I guess is what they meant, Apple TV, Apple App Store, Apple Music, Apple Arcade, and Apple Fitness Plus. And I don't think of any of those as I didn't up till reading this article. I didn't think of any of those as being like massive until I looked at this, and I guess it's the combination of all of them. I would have thought Apple Music and iCloud might have been the largest, but I would have well, assumed App, App Store is the largest. The App Store, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think App Store is probably bigger yeah. than all of those put together. Yeah, but you know, just just the idea that Apple is making this much money, and we all can remember when there was a bit of a discussion about should Apple be getting into services and I, how I think, they were. You know, I think developers are very painfully aware of this number. Like, hey, that's our 30%. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, Jim. This has not been without controversy, that part of it anyway. Um, that, But at the same time, you know, we've had that discussion a number of times here on the show. And 
I don't know. I look at it and just think, okay, they built the store. They, they maintain the store. They maintain the security and all that. I'm not about to tell you what, you know, a, a local store would charge you to put a product in their store. But, but local stores, their, their percentage was uh, typically 80 or 90%, not 30%. 80, what's 80 or 90%? the uh, the cut that retailers like like physical retailers would take versus uh, uh apple no doing they take like teeny tiny little percentages they were making a lot more off of the products now um so their actual in-store cut uh depending on on everything else that that played into their expenses would be a low percentage but based on the amount of money that that a company would make um selling to a physical retailer they can make a lot more with apple taking a 30 percent cut than they would make if they had a physical product in a store oh we weren't having this discussion oh we weren't <laughs> and yet here we are underpants yes. you know i i mean yeah we we can have that discussion if we want to but at the end of the day you know yeah it it also crosses over into the question of is the app store a monopoly but on the other hand you know apple's building the iphone and the ipad i see you shaking your head jim uh i I didn't say anything yeah 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 All, all those stellar dust clouds were being agitated by the, the right. motion. Now of we your just head. lost another nebula. Think yeah. of all the stars that don't get to be born. I hope you're happy now. <laughs> yeah, it. it um, I mean, there there are a lot of different angles to it, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Until somebody says it can't be, and there are various factions that would like to see that happen, but I don't. So I don't know what that would do. I mean, if that thirty percent got cut down to 20%, 10%. I mean, okay, Jim, we'll put you on the spot. What do you think is a fair number? 10. Wow. Okay. Do we know what Apple uh, spends to uh, maintain the App Store? Because that would would help us determine what would be a fair percentage. So if they take 10%, does that mean that app would be taking a loss? Uh, And and I honestly don't know. Apple seems to think it's fine that Facebook and Amazon and um, Twitter and, um, you know, on and on and on. All the things that are free that are huge. You know amounts of downloads, and they Apple makes nothing off of them. So apparently that's okay. Um, you know, Apple's decided that you know we can give this away to the biggest players. You know, but it just depends on how you make your money. You know, if you make your money by selling advertising, then okay, Apple service is free. But if you actually want to, you know not make the cust the, the the user the uh you know you don't want to sell the user then you know you've got to pay through the nose 
Okay. Thank you, Jim. You put me in the uncomfortable, very uncomfortable position of defending Google and Facebook. But there is, there's, a, I would think there's a whole lot less cost associated with maintaining those accounts outside of outside of bandwidth. I mean, let's just take take that out. But you, it's an interesting point. Well, we we know what it, you know. You can look at Stripe or you know various other payment services. We we know what that costs, you know. So we can we can look at what the the cost is for providing payment services. And it ain't thirty percent. Um, you know, I, I I'm a Stripe customer, and it's like three three and a half percent. And you know, if you go to things like Gumroad or whatever that are doing a little more, you know, it's six seven percent, but it's not thirty percent. So, well, <clears throat> Apple's providing more than just the transaction service. Right, but that's the only thing that differentiates a for pay app from free app. Yes. Um, okay. Here, here's the way I see it, and uh, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but it's just the way I see it. What Apple's doing by allowing some of the big name players to uh, to skate by without having to pay the thirty percent. This is Apple's strategy for buying visibility for the platform and buying relevance for the platform. And uh, and even though the iPhone is the the big mobile platform today, if it were to lose those big names, then it would eventually lose relevance, and Apple doesn't want that. Therefore, they are subsidizing the platform in that sense, by allowing the big name players to have a deal that no one else gets. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's really big name players. There's lots of small free apps and they're, you know, and most of that app store money, you know, is like candy crush and whatnot, you know, um, that's, I think why, you know, they, they made the small developer program, which, you know, it's like, okay, we'll give you 15%. Because honestly, mm-hmm. we don't care. The amount of money we get from you is tiddlywinks anyway. So it's just, you know, we'll get some good PR by lowering it to 15%. So I'm, I'm not sure that it's like big versus little. You know, in some ways, this is a clash of the titans that, you know, has nothing to do with me. And I'm not in the app store. But, um, uh, you know, it's like, well, who's who's going to get the money um, ever? What the heck's in the, you know? Whatever name you know, big game companies or or Apple, you know they're they're fighting over. It's a it's a power thing, um, and they're they're really neither one of them are very um, sympathetic characters. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Collide at collide.com/slash/macvoices. Our sponsor Collide has some big news. If you're an Okta user. They can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. How? If a device isn't compliant, the user can't log into your cloud apps until they fix the problem. It's that simple. Collide patches one of the major holes in zero trust architecture, device compliance. Without Collide, IT struggles to solve basic problems like keeping everyone's OS and browser up to date. Unsecure devices are logging into your company's apps because there's nothing there to stop them. 
Collide is the only device trust solution that enforces compliance as part of authentication, and it's built to work seamlessly with Okta. The moment Collide's agent detects a problem, it alerts the user and gives them instructions to fix it. If they don't fix the problem within a set time, they're blocked. Collide's method means fewer support tickets, less frustration, and most importantly, 100% fleet compliance. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to learn more or book a demo. That's collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash macvoices, collide.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Collide for their support of Mac Voices. So Ben in the chat room says, depends on if cutting that 30% would bring app types to the store that bring in more revenue. Apple is making all that money on 30% of relatively cheap apps. Brian points out that something that's so easy to overlook and we often forget it, but he asks, and, and correctly so, does Apple still cheer that percentage down? Doesn't it move to 15% after the first year for the companies with lower than $1 million in gross revenue? Yeah, that, I, actually, that's what Jim was talking about. At, yeah. Well, there's there's two things. One is if you're under a million in revenue, you can apply for the small business program, and it's 15% right away if you get in that program um, until you go above it. The other is if it's a subscription app, the revenue goes it goes to 15% after the first year. So if you have a customer, the you know, the first year of that customer subscription, Apple gets 30%. The second year, Apple gets 15%. Now, originally, it was just thirty percent all across the board. So these are these are changes they they made um, later in response to developer concerns. I, you know, I think more. You know, they're worried that like the EU is going to come in and say, you know, you're a monopoly, and we're going to take the whole thing away. So they're they're trying to give away pieces to forestall that, you know, small pieces, make sure they get to keep the big pieces, which, you know, if I was Tim Cook, that's what I'd do too, I guess. Sure. David, but, you know, David, when Exxon does it, everyone's like evil corporation. And when well, Apple to be does fair, it, Exxon like, is an <laughs> evil corporation. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. But I'm, the point is that Apple gets a pass for some reason. Um, even when they're doing uh, maybe it has something things. to do with 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 uh, Apple's lack of uh, of massive oil spills or <laughs> underpants. Yes, <laughs> David is is the App Store, and I'm and I'm. I want to ask the chat room too. Do you all feel that the App Store is a monopoly? And Jim, I know no more stellar cloud dis- destruction. We understand that you you do. No, I don't. I don't think it's a monopoly. I, I think it's it's open but protected. You know, and we, it's protected from uh, all the gobbledygook that's in all the other app stores that are you know, on, on other platforms like uh, like Android. Uh, and <clears throat> I don't. I personally don't think it's a monopoly. I know a lot of people out there are out there do think that. Um, but I mean. We we knew when services when they when they when they came out with these Apple bundles and being able to have everybody buy everything at once and making it so much easier to to do that and compared to having to buy everything individually, I mean you we look at the trend here you know that Apple bundle has been around for maybe a year or two and um, 
boy, it's uh, it's made quite a quite, quite a leap in in Apple services revenue. That's for sure. And the last the last quarter was just phenomenal. So, uh, but no, I don't I don't think it's a I personally I can think it's can I suggest a thought experiment? Sure. Imagine Apple App Store, you know, as it is now. And somehow, magically, tomorrow, Elon Musk is in charge of it. God forbid. <laughs> Why? It's not a. It's not a monopoly. Um, you know, but the fact that's... is, it is a monopoly, but it's a you know kind of benevolent monopoly. So you know, and 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 there are definitely benefits to it. I mean, you know, I'm not sure that I feel like the Wild West is is the best way. Um, but. You know, you know. I mean, the the best the best uh, form of governance is a is a benevolent king, right? I mean, that you know. But the problem is the kings wind up not being benevolent eventually. Um, I'm not sure that's the the best example, Jim. I, um, but hey, before we go farther, I want to I want to welcome the man who um, came in second uh, as the MVP for the Super Bowl, Webb Bixby, right behind uh, Patrick Mahomes. My good friend Patrick Mahomes. Your Hello, good everybody. Patrick. <clears throat> yeah, and I and I want to talk to Jim about this ten percent margin that uh, Apple should charge. Us. <laughs> Uh, that that just that, that I was I was eating spaghetti at the time and it went all over the room when he said that. <laughs> oh, I wish I had been there. <laughs> I want to see that. Glad <laughs> uh, to do my Web, part, Web. Web, before before you get into that, um, I, I asked the question to of the chat room: is is it uh, a monopoly? Yes or no? Paul says no. Ben says yes. Brian says, with the importance that I need my phone to be safe from a security standpoint, I appreciate everything going through the App Store. I feel better to save passwords, credit card numbers, etc. Um, and Ben uh, it chimes in with the iOS App Store has been instrumental in stifling uh, AAA gaming on Apple platforms. Um, and Ben seems to take um, issue with the word benevolent. I can't get Xbox Game Pass on my iPhone due to Apple's policies. Uh, I don't think that's right, Ben. What I mean, maybe I'm. Listen, I'm the last one that should be talking about Xbox. But what policies are you talking about other than the I, I know what he's talking about? Oh, okay. what, what he's talking about is uh, is Xbox or Microsoft wants to do that that whole Game Pass where um, you have access to all the apps through through one thing, and Apple says no, you need to have a separate app for each game. And because of that, Microsoft is not doing their whole Game Pass on on iOS, and and I don't blame them. What a total pain in the ass that would be for them to have to uh, to manage all of that content in a completely different way than they already do for uh, just to, to support iOS. Bring you know, Jeff. Remind me to bring that up. Later, we want. I want to come back to that later, but we'll finish this discussion but first. Whether you want to call it a monopoly or not, I mean, there's no question that Apple is, you know, hugely bending the market there. Like, you know, for example, Kindle. You know, I've got a Kindle reader on my iOS device. If I want to buy a book, I can't buy it through that app. That would be the obvious thing that you know, very you know, I would want well, that, to do. That's Amazon's choice. That's Amazon's. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, it's Apple's choice. It is Apple 
will not let you buy digital goods in an app. Forbidden. I thought so, you could as long as you paid, or uh, as as long as the company paid their thirty well, percent. Okay. Um, so it's not for well, It's not just choosing you, you, not to you, do it. You have to pay, which is impossible. There's no, there's no, that margin isn't there, right? You know that that's not possible. Um, there's no thirty percent margin that Kindle could give away to to Apple. And secondly, you have to do it through Apple's APIs, which would mean that you know they'd have to put like millions of. That's also impossible. Um. And, you know, whether you say it's good or bad, how can you say that that is not, you know, Apple changing, you know, the rules under which how things are are, are done? You, you, you know, on the web, you, you know, people do what they want, you know, and, and customers either buy it or they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, on iOS devices, you, you know, you either play by, and I guarantee you there are tons of apps that have never been, created and never become available because people just like, you know what, I can't take the risk that, um, you know, our investors basically say that we can't take the risk that, you know, we develop this thing. And then Apple says, no, no soup for you. Um, Somebody correct me though. I want to make sure, cause Jim, I want to make sure that one point is accurate. Um, as far as there's a prohibition on selling digital goods, don't game manufacturers do that all the time in the app store that they can sell things? Am I wrong on that? Yeah, they, they can. They, they, yeah, so well, they, they can those, do it through Apple's APIs. Mm-hmm. Right, but those are digital goods, so there's no pro- but, prohibition. But, but, but there's, there's no way that Amazon could sell, you know, 5 million books through Apple's APIs. Apple's APIs won't, you know, so they'd have to, you know, you know, it works fine. Like, oh, I've got a game and I've got like three in-app purchases. Okay, you can do that. But, um, you know, there's no way, you know, imagine trying to use Apple's in, in-app purchase mechanism, which I think is pretty, you know, cr- crummy anyway. Like, you, you look at an app and it's like, I can't even figure out what are these things, right? Anybody else have that problem? You look at and it's like, oh, there's you know five different in-app purchases are down, and they've got these tiny little descriptions. Like, I don't even know what what is this. What do I get if I buy this? Um, Jim, I understand imagine, your point. Imagine, imagine if there was two million in-app purchases, um, and it had to be selected through that API, which is what it would be. Web, t- take off uh, because I also want to get you in on the ten percent discussion. Yeah. Um- I, there, there are. I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this. I, I understand that that uh, the the 30% that margin that that uh, or a haircut that that uh, Apple puts in, and that could be somewhat excessive to some people. I think the book model is a little bit different than it is for the apps, but I could be wrong. Uh, and I also just right up front. Jim has perspective on this that I don't, being a developer. So, so I, I can understand kind of where, where he's coming from. Um, I also think that, it, as Jeff started to point out earlier, that there is an awful lot of infrastructure that Apple has already paid for, and they've put in place, they maintain, and they have to to do that. So, so they have some overhead. So it's not like the the ten percent or thirty percent is all just pure profit. Um, um, but I, I. I and and remember that Apple 
developed the whole app store for really one reason. It wasn't to distribute software for their products. It was to generate revenue for themselves. So um, that's kind of my take on it. Um, uh, some of the things were said earlier about, about the, the safety and the security and knowing that the app's been vetted uh, is something that I, as a consumer, I do appreciate. Um, but uh, if they cut it from, from 30% to, to 20%, say, do you think the vendors are going to decrease their prices? I, I don't see that happening. Um, they're going to increase their, 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 their margins. So anyway, there's, there's some of my thoughts. So Paul in the chat room says, how much would you spend if Apple wasn't there to take it to market, it being an app, just to get it in front of your customers? And I uh, think that's that's a piece that, you know, if, if there was an app store, I mean, how would how would you find apps? And, I, and we have an issue of discoverability, and we know that. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, I know where I can go to look for apps for my phone. And the search capabilities may not be great, but they're not terrible. I know where and to go so, to. Google. <laughs> you will never find the, an app in the App Store. Even if you know the exact name of it, three out of four times you type that name in and you get, you know, a bunch of other crap before you find the thing that you actually want. Um, I, 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 I think that's a reverse argument that Apple is a negative, And certainly Apple is not putting your app in front of customers, unless you get featured, um, but they're but they're giving you that that place to go. That's that store, if you will, to go and access it. Just like if I want to go and buy, you know, a pair of um, of Dockers pants, you know, okay, I've got to go to the department store to get Dockers pants because the grocery store doesn't sell them, and the gas station certainly doesn't sell them. So, um, well, they probably have it on a website, um, you know. That's a URL. URLs cost $15 a year. Uh, yeah, but... Well, that's actually not a fair statement. The URL costs $15 a year, but you also have the cost of uh, of hosting and, uh, and the cost for all the people that are uh, maintaining your website and then the cost of data. And then the cost of the the databases, and 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 on and on and well, on. And and you know, let's go back. We just said what seventy four billion dollars. Apple is not spending seventy four billion dollars on hosting or and all that other stuff. They you know they might be spending a hundred million. Um, that's you know wildly you know yeah it's not free but it's not seventy four billion dollars worth. All right, so and, here's and that's another sort of, thought that's where we start. You know, we're celebrating that Apple has managed to extract $74 billion for these services. And, you know, I submit that that's, you know, you know, Google also is, you know, extracting this huge, you know, and they've, they've made a monopoly of advertising. And, you know, they're, um, you know, you basically have to go through Google if you want to advertise. And they're charging wildly inflated prices. So, I, Jim, I think it's really interesting, though, that you would direct me to Google as opposed to an app store. So you're encouraging me to go sell myself to Google. No, no, no. Um, I'm telling so you that app. if I want to find an app, this is just my, I'm not directing you. I'm telling you if I want to find something, I will never 
go to the app store and search because I know that's hopeless. I go to Google and do the search and, and, and then, okay, find the exact, you know, thing. And maybe hopefully it has a, you know, click here to open the app store. Cause I know that I, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm speaking as a consumer when I'm saying go to Google, not as a, you know, as a developer, whatever. I'm just saying for my own uses, when I want to find something, um, the app store, it just doesn't work for me. Maybe it works for you, but, and I know a lot of people that say the same thing as I'm saying, it just, it just doesn't work. And I never go to the app store except, you know, hopefully I've got a link that says open an app store and it goes right to it and I can do my thing and get out. Um, secondly, if I just have a name, okay, then, you know, we can try it. And then, you know, but, you know, invariably, even though I've got the exact name of the app, then I've still got to wade through a bunch of other stuff to get to what, you know, what that is. All right. So another question, and I just want to make sure I'm clear on this. So we've been talking about how much revenue Apple's bringing in through its services. Is there any chance we're conflating that with profit they're making on services? How much of this revenue are they actually spending to uh, to maintain and support these services? Well, that's why the question of whether it's monopoly is important. If it's not a monopoly, no, of course, companies can make you know whatever. There should be no limit. But if it if, if it's a monopoly, then yes, we do say that you know companies that are monopolies should be there should be oversight and, and regulation. So that's why the, the most you know, real important question is, is it monopoly? Eric, you've been very quiet. Um, you did post something in our private chat a little while ago um, that you asked if Apple services were spun out into a separate company, would it still work? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I would think that that would make at least in theory, some of the integrations a little bit more difficult between some of the services and the hardware. Well, that really depends on what was spun off. Yeah, you know? I mean, again, taking taking a look at that at that services issue, uh, iCloud, you know, iCloud is integrated. Apple TV, maybe not quite so much. The App Store obviously is. Apple Music obviously is. Apple Arcade is. I can't speak to Apple Fitness Plus. It's integrated. So, I mean, how, you know, and how much of a separate company? You know, I mean, FileMaker is not the best example, but it's the only one I can think of right off the bat that um, that was spun off into a separate company. And I think I was still No, it's that. not. It was, but not it was a separate back in. It never oh, was it? a separate company. Uh, oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yes, yeah, it was. It, I'll guarantee it you have... it was. I'll guarantee uh, you it was. No, yeah. it's always been part of Apple. They've, they've uh, you know, done naming, and they've never, you know, they've never, um, you know, it's weird because Apple's never emphasized that it's part of Apple. They still don't. But it's been a wholly owned entity of Apple since it was um, bought from Neshoba in the early 90s. I mean, Claris was part of Apple as well. Yeah, I forgot about Claris. Yeah. Which, you know, well, FileMaker was part of Claris, and yeah. then then they basically renamed it 
you know, FileMaker is the same entity, but it's, you know, it doesn't have a separate profit and loss. It doesn't have, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's part of Apple. I mean, you know, Tim Cook can do what he wants with it. FileMaker, Ben says FileMaker is a wholly owned subsidiary. Right. So, you know, that's not really a separate company, I don't think. If it's a subsidiary, it has its own balance sheet and income statement. Just because Apple owns all the the shares, if you will. But but it's 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 privately held, so... You know, I mean, I, 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 if if Apple Services was spun out that way, would we really say that was separate? I don't think so. On the next edition of Mac Voices, the panel continues their App Store monopoly debate. The chat room weighs in, and the issue of app discoverability might point to an Apple search engine. That's next time on Mac Voices. I'll see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.